Spencer Coburn's The Bald Truth. Hey guys, I almost choked to death before I started the show. How are you? Welcome. I'm good. I'm not asking about you. I'm asking about everybody else who's tuning in. Uh, there we go. Well, I'm telling you anyway, because I'm feeling good. I want everyone to know. I'm glad you're feeling good. had a great buffalo burger. Wow. Good meat. Yeah. That's what she said. I, I even Instagrammed it. I bet you did. I've been noticing that. That's my thing. Yeah, that's my thing lately is I'm, I'm showing off my grilling. You know, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I was doing a little bit more Instagram, getting my information out there, and it's great. You know, certainly got some more followers. That's terrific. But I, I, it's not that satisfying to me, <laughs> if I could be honest. It's, it's satisfying my shallow need for acceptance. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I, you know, it's great. I appreciate all the likes and the love. And, you know, I, I definitely think more people should be following me, but they have to find out about me. But, you know, on, on this weird social platform, it's not weird, but it's, it's odd to me because I'm, you know, a man of a certain age. But, you know, I'll put up a post and it'll be like, I don't want to check and see, like, who's liking it or if I have to comment back. Call the show. And the DMs are insane, insane. The amount of people that come to me and ask me for help through DMs who aren't even, they're not even, like, you're not even following me, yo, and you're asking for help? Call the fucking show. Exactly. Exactly. Call the show. I need your help. Big fan of the show. Been watching your stuff for years, and it's like, hmm, go to their profile. You are not following each other. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. It's fascinating, actually. I mean, this is really a, well, you know, I have to say that being in this industry for as long as I've been in it, I, I realize there's a lot of selfish people. Like, everyone wants help, help, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. And then when you provide the information to them, it's like either they're mad at you or they don't want to promote the show in any way or kind of support what we do. So to me, it's kind of like, why not just have the fucking one-way conversation, get the information out there once a week. If I put up a podcast, I'll do it. If I don't feel like it, I won't. Basically, semi-retired, I do this for nothing. And if I want to put up something on Instagram, I'll do it. If I find it fast, if it, if it if it satisfies a need for me that day, I'll make it happen. That's what I've decided. Well said. I like it. I have all these internet marketing people like, oh man, you know, this is that you, you know, you have a, a blue check mark, and there's so much you can do with your feed and or whatever it's called. I don't even know what it's called. And I'm just like, for what really? What am I? I'm not selling anything. Exactly. It's like, yeah. How many times have I gotten people from LinkedIn or on Instagram or whatever saying, you know, we can grow your social media presence and increase your sales by 50% or whatever. It's like, really? D did you take that much time to even research what the hell I do? Well, yeah, but I, I think I think it, it, it would be beneficial for people to get this information. And if more people on these social platforms knew about us, that, that benefits them. But if we're able to hit, say, you know, 2,000 people through YouTube or, you know, and then another, you know, total 30,000, you know, uh, through all the other platforms, you know, every month, that's a lot of people. You know, what do we need, a million? You know, I think about it, it's like those are people who, who seek us out. We're affecting their lives in a positive way. 
They are the lucky ones, I, I believe, who find us. But there's only so much we can do unless people want to help us get this information out there. That's how I feel about it at this point. I'm about to close up shop. Jay, Jay Jones says people probably don't want to advertise their self-consciousness about their hair. You're right. You're absolutely right. But it doesn't mean that they have to – like they don't have to throw themselves out there publicly and say, hey, these guys help me. It's just – I mean there, there are ways that, that the show can be supported, that our social media can be supported. Anonymously. These- without – on, on these new platforms, it's not like Facebook. On, on these grill. new pl- platforms, you have an anonymous accounts in general. Most of the guys that follow me. Yeah. You know, like Burn My Ass 73. I'm sure that's not his name. <laughs> you know, you go blow uh, me 54. That And that's real, apparently. Like I find, when when these people follow me, sometimes I look at this stuff. I'm like, I can't even believe this. Anyway, I I made a a conscious decision. You know, actually this week I was really thinking about it. Everyone's coming to me from all sides. I have companies who are selling, you know, these subscription models that you know they want to be endorsed by the American Hair Loss Association. Then I have guys who are trying to say, you know, you got to really push your social media if you want to get your message out there. And just I'm just like, you know what? I don't know if I want to do anymore. I just want to kind of put on my camera, do the show, whoever finds it, good for them. And I'm just going to go drinking yeah. on the weekend. And that's it. And enjoy the rest of my life. Because I'm in the Why twilight of my... Until the weekend? I'm in the twilight Why of my life here. I'm, th- I'm thinking like, I don't need to hustle. So what's the point of fucking, you know, the hustling? The twilight of your life... You're not even a, you're not even at the six zero yet. This is the twilight of your life. I'm close to the six zero. You're you're still up on the hill, man. You can look down on everyone else or most mm, everyone else. I I'm I'm somehow held together with spit and gum and tape and you know and, and whatever for my age. I know that and I appreciate that, but I know there will be a time a day when I I look in the mirror and it's going to be like. I told you, like today, I was looking at myself. I'm like. Like on camera it looks good because the lighting's good, but you know if the cam if, the, if everything's very bright, I'm like an old baby. Anyway, every time again. you say I'm an old baby, I think of Fat Bastard. Yeah, he's great. Oh, look at the baby! <laughs> Boy, the baby. Right, guys, the phone number yeah. is triple eight six five nine three seven two seven. Give us a call here. This is the Hair Loss Show. We're here to provide you with anything and everything when it comes to hair loss. I am the founder of the American Hair Loss Association, author of The Bald Truth and The Truth About Women's Hair Loss. I'm also the founder and uh, director of Consumer Patient Affairs. It's a mouthful of the International nice. Alliance of Hair Restoration Surgeons. I'm also uh, the, um, the co-founder of the Global hair loss summit my idea though and uh and i have to tell you that it is you know we just announced uh that we're you know our scientific director dr chris christian brasanga uh we just put out the dates we're going to make a big announcement soon and even before i put out the dates and this is this is we know we did well i have people wanting to sponsor and to be technology contributors of the organization. I have last year's technology contributors 
promoting it as the greatest thing since sliced bread. I have never seen that in this industry in 25 years. And that's and not, they're not even like the invites haven't gone out for tech technology contributors no. and they're pushing it like as if they're already in. I mean, they probably are, but still. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, pretty, it, it's pretty wild. These guys are in. But yeah. And it's not to pat myself on the back. You know, what it's about is obviously Joe had a, a huge part in, in making this happen. Uh, my team had, inc- I mean, we put something together that I don't think anybody realized was possible. We've kind of thought outside the, outside the box, spitting on my mic. And that's satisfying. I have to tell you that. That's satisfying to see that. It's not that we're going to have 5,000 attendees. That I mean, that's satisfying too. But it's just that you've never se- I've never seen a vendor promote a conference unless they're you just – you don't know if we'll have 5,000 or not. We might. Because last year, well, I may have more. Said we we're going to break 1,000. And it was like, oh, yeah. whoa, look, like, what? Crazy. I know. No, no, I think we'll have so, more this year. I'm saying, you know, that's, that's, that's great and all. But it's more about just, I think, how the field and everybody is receiving it. That's what's, yeah. that's the fun part. Uh, and we may put out, we have some interesting stuff. Uh, that's going to be kind of presented at the conference that's going to be con- really important for the consumer as well. So I'm going to see, we'll announce that soon, if these speakers are willing to get this out for public consumption. So we may put some GHLS stuff out there on demand just for the public to see. And uh, things are happening. It's amazing. I do think that there could be a cellu- cellular treatment Um. I'm not going to say next five years, but I could say there's a company out there that got some real angel funding, you know, venture capital. It's the first time, first time in the in the history of this field that that's happened. Yeah, and it's pretty exciting. Let's take a phone call. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this, and where are you calling from? Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. How's it going, guys? How are you? I can hear you really loud and clear. It's perfect, man. Awesome. How are you? What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name's Clay. I'm calling from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hello, you know, I, I'm, I'm just reading the chat. I have to say that it's interesting. Like sh- Rob's like, hey, Spencer, is your part line receding back? Well, if it, if it is, now I'm alerted to it, and I got to fucking think about it. So thank you very much, Rob. <laughs> Go ahead, man. What's happening? I'm sorry. What's your name? Thanks, Rob. My name's Clay. Clay. How are you? Yeah, I'm calling from Grand Rapids, Michigan. How are you guys? Pretty good. I can't complain. How are you? Not bad. Coming off a cold, so that always sucks, but I'm glad I'm at the end of it. You have a good name, Clay. That's a strong name. It's a strong name. Thank you. Thank you. you. So thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Love you guys' show. Normally, I don't get a chance to call in. I don't get a chance to listen very often during the summer. I'm usually gigging. But tonight I canceled and I'm able to listen. So thank you so much. I'm actually calling to kind of follow up. I've called before, but it's been quite some time. I had a transplant done about eight months ago. I just hit the eight-month mark. And uh, and I wanted to kind of share my uh, update and kind of how it went and my success. It was it was great. It's, it's coming in amazingly. It's like pretty much finished. Awesome. It's, it's awesome. It's good. Okay. Tell us all about it. 
Yeah, so I, I doubt you remember, but I went to PAI in Indianapolis. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, so did that eight months ago. I'm 29. I was 28 at the time. And uh, I, I called in to get your guys' advice about it and on whether or not I should do it. I do recall you saying, you know, you gave me excellent advice and, and definitely, you know, made me understand everything and kind of the precautions to take and kind of what to expect. I was going in optimistic, but I also was kind of like, all right, if something bad happens, I don't get the result I desire. I, I understand that's my fault. And, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. So, and I took that risk and the place was great. And, and really it, it worked out well. I was really not thrilled about the result. Like, six months in like kind of at six month mark. I'm like, man, this is just not really going. Like it was filling in, but it was very wispy and thin and it almost was growing in an unnatural way. And the right. pattern was kind of just didn't look natural. It's scary. And isn't it? it is. I'm like, Oh God. Cause I got like, I have really long hair too. Like my existing hair is super long and I still haven't cut it to match it. So I, I do kind of look like I have a mullet right now, like totally, but at least it's in style. So I don't really mind. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, the, the new mullets are, yeah, it's are kind in. of coming back. It is. I'm like, wow, what? That's good timing. But um, eventually, I do plan on cutting my hair to match the the newly grown hair. But um, yeah, like I was saying, so I did. I did end up calling in or emailing the place and letting them know my concern, and they were very, you know, transparent about what to expect and how, like, the six to nine month mark or whatever, eight to nine, eight to eleven month mark will be a big transition period, and it and it has been. It's been. It's been good, so I'm pretty happy now. But other than that, I can't complain. Good. Well, you know, that's good. And I think that's that's an interesting story, Clay, for people who are freaking out at five, six, even seven months. You know, there mm-hmm. sometimes th- those are still early days. Now, a lot of times you can see what the end result, you know, not the total end result, but you can know, you would notice, a lot of guys notice, okay, well, this looks pretty natural. I don't have full density yet, but I, I can see what's ha- coming down the pike. Some guys mm-hmm. are like you, where to them it looks unnatural at first. They start to freak out. They don't give it the full, you know, eight, 12 months uh, to make a, an assessment, and they're bummed for a while. So it's a process that most people, they're not equipped to deal with until it happens. It's a, it's a roller coaster mm-hmm. of emotions that most people don't fully understand. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I was a solid Norwood three. I mean, I was going into a three easily when I, when I got this done and, uh, I always hid my hair less quite well. I concealed it quite well with my long hair, but it really is amazing as to how much this has transformed. I mean, I look younger. I mean, people have told me I look thinner. I look younger. It's, it's really awesome. I mean, I'm really excited. Now they did say that between, cause I just hit eight months, like I said, but they did say, you know, the 12 month mark is really the end result. They did also say I should be expecting some more thick, you know, some more density coming mm-hmm. coming my way in the com- in the coming months. Is that accurate? You think? Uh, I, I where I, are you? I, you're, you're seven months now, eight months, eight eight months. Yeah, yeah, I would eight, say it's accurate. Yeah, yeah. I I I think it's I think it's safe to say. Yeah, um, there's always going to be a little bit more growth um, between eight and twelve months, but there's also the the, the maturing effect where um, the hairs themselves will find. Uh, find their footing as far as the diameter, because the, the diameter can change during this process. Um, the, the the caliber of the hair, it, it's it, if it's going to be wavy and kind of kinky looking, like some people see earlier on. I think you mentioned it, or if it's going to be more straight and soft, um, and how it's going to lay and, and grow in the direction of the of the neighboring hairs. So 
once all that matures and kind of gels, it may not actually be thicker, but it can look thicker simply because, especially right. with the direction, like, like if all the hairs um, earlier on are kind of, you know, doing their own thing and then they kind of, you know, mature a little bit and start flowing in the proper direction, if they're pra- placed in the correct direction in the first place, then that alone can make it look thicker. And I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, and mm-hmm. all this happens, not just, it, it doesn't really end at 12 months. For a lot of people, it can extend out to 14, 15 months. But it shouldn't be confused with the final result, quote unquote, as far as the growth. It's two different, two different things. But I, I think that 12 months is pretty much the, the limit for any new growth. It's very, very rare for new growth to kick in after 12 months. Do you remember the name of the doctor at PAI? Yeah, um, his, his name was Dr. Weishi. And for some reason right now, I'm drawing a blank on his first name. But Dr. Weishi, he, he was like a, a fly-in type doctor. He was partially retired and, you know, just flew in for procedures here and there. You're fucking lucky, man. That's all I'm going to tell you. You were lucky. I know, man. I, I remember you guys saying that. I mean, I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. And I'm I'm very happy that I did because it was really money well spent. And I don't, you know, this shit doesn't bother me anymore like it did. I constantly thought about it. <laughs> you, you dodged a bullet. You had a good result. Um, cool. I, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it, man. Definitely. Definitely. I appreciate that. So, yeah, well, one more cool. thing. Like, because right now, I wanted to add on to um, the hair that that was transplanted. Um, it's kind of like sticking. It it tends to want to stick straight up almost, which is probably one thing you're mentioning. I'm sure, huh? Like it's not fully like matured. Well, it also could be that you know usually the hair it, it shouldn't be like perpendicular to your scalp. I mean, it should be in some direction. Usually, what they try to do is you know, are you talking about the hairline itself? Yeah, the hairline. That's really all I had done was the hairline. So. Yeah, and normally, especially the front of the hairline or most of the hairline, it's going to be um, – they're going to create a direction where it's kind of a forward-growing direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I don't know if it has to do with the fact that it's not fully grown in or if it was sli- the direction slightly off. But it also doesn't mean that it can't be trained where you know to, to grow in a, in a more natural direction if you think it's unnatural. Mm-hmm. It pro- yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on the weight of the hair. There's a lot involved, and, and Joe could probably opine on this one. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it depends on it depends on the the the, the strength of the hair. As, uh, as Spencer was saying, like if it's coarse hair, it's more difficult to train. But also, it depends on the number of hairs in the graft that was placed. So if uh, if if they if they did this like a like a normal clinic where it's maybe twos and threes. Uh, you know, larger groupings behind the hairline where the very front hairline is uh, peppered with just singles, then those hairs that have the multiple um, uh, hair shafts or the, the, the grafts that have the multiple hair shafts, those can be more difficult because they're technically much thicker than just a single hair because you're having to train two or even three hairs in very close proximity to each other inside the same graft. And that's... Unfortunately, that's nearly impossible to do, and I know from personal experience. But I also can say that the way to train uh, multi-hair grafts that are placed in the wrong direction is simply to grow it to a length where the length itself will take over. 
um, where it has okay. like uh, you know it it, it it gets to a certain length where you brush it in a, in a certain direction, it has no choice but to go in that direction. But the exit point itself will always be in that same angle of however it was placed. So it it may or may not be the case for you. I mean, you're still early on, and like I said previously, it takes time for this stuff to mature. And if the hair is vertical now, it can soften and relax more over time, over the next few months, mm-hmm. to where it's not so much of an issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Well, listen, we're going to take some more calls. I'm glad you... Listen, it's, it's great to hear someone who's happy for a change. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And I appreciate you guys' advice. Thank you so much for your advice, and thank you so much for, for all you do. Oh, appreciate man, you got it. Good luck. Yeah, and thanks for the thank update. And, and Rob Hafner, you can't, you can't back out of it. You already said it. You already said it, dude. <laughs> thanks, Clay. Backtracking. Take care. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Clay. We'll see you. Yep. Uh, phone number is 888-659-3727. He's like, oh, but your hair still looks better than mine. It's too late. Too late, man. It's already in my head already now. Went there. Let's see what you, you know what's funny about Clay is is I knew when he said, yeah, I'm the guy from, uh, I forgot where he was, Michigan or Wisconsin, that called in because uh, I was going to go to PAI. And the first thing that popped in my head was, yeah, and probably once you hung up, we we're like, yeah, tell PAI we said hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you and know what? He is. lucked There's out. the update. You know, it, it, yeah. just, just because a doctor flies in, just, you know, it was the, obviously... This guy knew what he was doing. They had a good team, and he's happy with the result. That's all that matters. But, here, but, but here's a challenge with this type of setup, that people listening to this, uh, this YouTube show or listening to it on, um, uh, on a podcast or on a, what, uh, Stitcher or iHeartRadio or whatever. You'll get it. Or Apple, whatever. Spit it out, dude. Um, <laughs> if someone else goes to the same clinic – yeah. Oh, they, they could get Who's fucked up. Who's to say it's going to be the same doctor? Yeah, that's the problem. In. Yeah, that's the problem, man. And who do you know? That's who, the problem. How do you know it's going to be the same team? Are it's they flying the team available. in? Are they flying the team in and the doctor? Is it a different team on Tuesdays or Thursdays? Yep. Who the fuck Sean knows? Sean D., they don't charge. Uh, the, these kind of places don't charge per graph. They charge for the session, small, medium, or large. Rob, yeah. we're still friends. Of course we're still friends. Come on. But I'm a human being. I don't know, Rob. You talk shit about my boy. Phone number is 888-659-3727. Let's see who this is. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this and where are you calling from? Hi, this is Eric calling from New York. Eric, how are you, man? Hello, Eric. I'm doing guys doing? Good to hear from you. It's good to hear from you. You called us. Yeah. So I'm, I'm watching you online. Uh, this is the first time calling in. So I'm just checking because I'm going through the transplant process right now of interviewing doctors and i've got some confusion i figure you guys could help me out i like uh, that word i like that description you're interviewing doctors that's that's the take that's the approach that's the attitude that everyone should have you're interviewing them they're working for you because you're hiring them to do a job good good on you they are working for you i try to tell these doctors that all the time i definitely appreciate the support guys because uh I'm getting confused because it's 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 almost like I'm I'm hearing conflicting things and I'm I'm a little bit confused because I went into uh, after a recommendation I went and got a second opinion first to uh, Dr. Doran who I saw on your site. Okay. Um, I watched the last show where a young guy called in who had a, a transplant. I think he was around 23, had about 700 grafts. The last show was to transplant or to not to transplant. 
Um, and that young man had called in and said he was happy, but he was contemplating getting another one, even though he didn't have much hair loss. You guys told him, we don't think it's a great idea. You're running the risk of getting fucked up. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to go see Dr. Doran. I'm in New York. He comes recommended. And um, after seeing I was left a little confused because he looked at the back of my scalp and said, I think you might have Dupa, which I didn't know what it was. Right. Use alopecia. Mm-hmm. Right. He explained to me. Yep. Um, he got under there with a loop. I had already come from a, a, a doctor on Park Avenue through Bosley called, uh, his name was Dr. Al Peter. And um, he told me he's done more surgeries than anyone and just was giving me an idea. said I was a great Fuck. candidate for a transplant. Looked yeah. at my really? donor area. He's, he's, he's done more surgeries than anyone. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's an interesting, <laughs> wow. that's, that's an unbelievable fucked up tactic, man. How does he know he's yeah. done more surgeries than anybody? How old is he? Uh, I, I would say he's in his fifties. Okay. Yeah. And he worked he, wrong. He, and he worked for a chain <laughs> clinic. Yeah. And I mean, this was a, an office. So initially when I was thinking about transplant, I wasn't too serious about it. I contemplated it because I was receiving marketing after going online about looking at hair transplants and, um, Bosley would always constantly spam me, you know, and there was a local office right in Long Island where I lived. So I went in there a couple times and never did anything. And they, they prescribed finasteride. They said, you should use this minoxidil, um, and maybe that'll help. I never did it. Um, as 10 years later, my hair loss is, it started to progress a lot quicker and I had a lot of shedding now in the front as well as the crown. So I was getting more serious. I went back to that same doctor 10 years later who said, you know, you're a great candidate. But then after going to Dr. Doran, he looked at the back of my donor area and said, I think you may have Dupo. He actually brought out a loop, looked at the back of my head and said, I want you to go get a biopsy from a doctor named Dr. Bruder, Soho Hair, MD mm-hmm. over. Went and got a biopsy on the top and in the back and got the results back. Got a call from Dr. Dorn and said, look, you can go ahead with the transplant. The confusion was, at first he was saying, I'm testing out for Dupa because if you have it, you know, this diffuse alopecia where your hair is subject to shedding in the back, in the donor area as well then I'm not going to recommend a transplant. I did get a call then from his office and said, well, you can come get a transplant with us. And I said, well, I thought we were ruling it out if I had diffuse alopecia. And they said, well, you'd have to be on finasteride, which would stop that hair from shedding possibly. But that transplanted hair would not be the permanent hair, and you might lose that hair as well and not be as happy with your result from a transplant. So a lot of confusion came in. Yeah, go ahead. Let me tell you something. Some of the, uh, how can I how can I classify this? Some of the most saddening cases of hair restoration that I've ever seen have been on patients that had some sort of uh, dupa of of the donor region. The recipient yeah. area, like or the, the traditional balding area, that's fine. Like that's that's what transplants are for is to you know replace that hair to to fill it in. But when you're talking about uh, not even dupa, but just donor regions that are of low enough density to where someone thinks you might have dupa, even if they're wrong, that that alone pretty much writes it off. Like, uh, not a good candidate. Um, but mm-hmm. if if it's actually been described to you as well, yeah, well, in the case like that, you know, we just prescribe uh, finasteride, and hopefully that'll prevent you from losing more hair. I, I'm, not, I'm not getting a hair transplant based on hopes. Like, I want to know yeah. that everything that, that, that I'm dealing with now is solid. 
before I actually jump into the unknown with surgery, because surgery itself is an unknown by itself. So now you're telling me that you don't know if my donor hair is going to stick around. I, no, no thanks. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea yeah. that you move forward. Yeah, and that, that's kind of what I was thinking as well. I, I thought I'm getting this biopsy here to rule out a transplant if I have it. So when I got the call back saying we can do the transplant, and then from the other doctor over Dr. Alpeter at Bosley Institute on Park Avenue had said, no, we're taking a look, and they're looking under a scope and saying, you look like a great candidate for 2,500 grafts, whereas Dr. Doran is saying, no, they're lying to you. You, you could get 1,200 at best um, in the frontal and not in the crown, and, and that's it. So for me, you know, after interviewing just two doctors, and I also spoke to Jeffrey Epstein down in Miami, I was only able to do a Zoom interview with him, um, who was saying very similar numbers, 2,500 grafts on an FUE process. Um, and is, is coming back and then another doctor saying, you have to, but we'll do the transplant. For me, I was kind of thinking along the lines of what you were saying. Should I just rule out a transplant for the very fact that I may put all that hair in there and it may just all fall out just like it's falling out already? You know? Well, not just that, but, but, but what I was originally talking about was how the donor area looks after these surgeries. I mean, the the, the potential okay. for the transplanted hair to fall out itself, that's a given. Like, you know, the, the doctor even said it, and that, that's, a, that's, you know, that's another uh, big question mark, or it's actually a big exclamation mark of saying no. But the donor region, finasteride, you know, hopefully will stop that from thinning out. We're talking about the donor region. So what happens to how you look if your donor region does thin more, like a typical dupa uh, sufferer experiences, and then any scarring that you have from an FUT surgery or an FUE surgery becomes more visible? Like all, all these surgeries, no matter how good the strip scar is, no matter how good the FUE is, there's always the potential for that donor region to look like it's been surgically... Uh, altered, robbed, actually, uh, when the hair is thinner. So my vote is, sir, step away from the surgery, walk away. Mm -hmm. Okay, do do get on Propecia or or Finasteride of some sort. Like, give that a shot. Um, But not with the hopes that it'll arrest any further further loss in, uh, in the donor region. Just, just with the hopes of arrest, further loss. Period. Like, if you want to keep what you got, then obviously go for finasteride and you know whatever else uh, your doctor may prescribe. But I think that your 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 base materials that you're looking to to establish a foundation with are faulty. Yeah, they're not they're, they're not reliable. So why move forward? Like it, just, it doesn't make any sense to me, and and I understand that there's there's hope and there's, um, you know, there, there are wishes to get her hair back, and and you're you're trying to find the happy medium between the truth and what makes you happy. Like what what gives you the green light to go forward with this? I completely get, like trust me, I know, but I'm telling you, you don't want to move forward with such shaky shaky um, uh, materials to to build whatever it is you want to build. I, I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, try the medication. Try, try other procedures like PRP uh, and laser and all that, all that good stuff if you want to try and save or even thicken your hair. 
but there's also the opportunity to go the other direction. Uh, shave it, brah. Yeah. You know, get a tan. Bulk up. Just shave <laughs> it, brah. Yeah. Dude, I'll, do, right I'll give you my advice. Stop watching the show. Live your life. If anyone says that you po- you have possible dupa, you could fuck yourself up. Yeah. And that's reality. You know, even if it's temporary, even if you look good for a while, you're going to be unhappy in the end. And kudos to yeah. Dr. Doran's team for, for even bringing that up, saying, saying that, yeah. Um, yeah, you need to get checked out and, you know, this is a potential issue. I'm glad, I'm glad they put that in your head to, because that's what made you call. Like, that's why you're calling here. Yeah. So that's good. It's definitely why I'm calling in. And it's the reason I even really knew of Dr. Dorn about that young guy calling in and just experiencing a, a good surgery with him. And so that's why I wanted to go and interview him and see, see what he had to say. It seemed like he had nothing to gain by telling me, you're probably not a good candidate, right? You know, I don't think you should do it. But then the confusion was him calling and saying, look, you can go ahead and get a transplant with us. However, you may not be happy with the results. Well, yeah, that's the thing. He may have, he may have taken a look and said, you know what? He's not as bad as, I, as we thought initially. And maybe he's not, his, yeah. his dupe is not going to progress the way that we initially thought. And so now you have maybe a 80, you know, 20 chance of being happy as opposed to a, you know, 50-50 or lower. So yeah. he made a decision based on, you know, his way of practicing medicine. That's why it's called the practice of medicine to inform you that it's possible. It may not end well on the long term, and he wanted to give you full disclosure. But the fact that he was willing to do it means that he believes you're a better candidate than he believed when you first walked through that door. But to me, and that's a very honest assessment, but to me, it's like still a no-go. Unless you, unless you can't live your life without a transplant, unless you're unhappy, you're not producing in life, you're unable to... Um, have the job and the, the career and the life of your dreams and the women and all that. I mean, if it's really holding you back, then you do what you got to do. But it doesn't sound like it is. It sounds like you're just yeah. kind of like, well, whatever. If I can do it, I'll do it. Yeah, it was. There was hopes that, you know what, I'm losing my hair. Let's go look at a hair transplant. And then when it ruled out, it, w- it felt a little bit of hopelessness. Like, wow, I really was relying on the fact that man, the transplant can get done, but the more research that I've done and listening to you guys, I went and reviewed some of the shows and, and doing some research. Obviously, it's not as simple as that. And so I am glad that I'm doing the due diligence and that I found a doctor like Dr. Doran that is, is being honest with me and at least truthful and having me test out for DUPA and, and TE and some other things. Well, I'm glad that you did too. And you sound, it can be a little defeating, but the fact that you weren't desperate means it's just going to be temporary. And uh, yeah. Uh, again, take our advice, move on with your life if you can, and, you know, maybe there will be more options down the road. How old are you? Um, just turning 41 in September to September. Okay. Well, you're still you're still young, man. And uh, how much hair loss do you have right now? I'm just curious. Uh, they they said I'm at a five. So it, okay. it, it's been progressing. I haven't done anything. You know, I would just comb my hair a certain way, put in some hair fibers, do some things like that. And it, and it almost like tricked myself. It, di- it didn't come apparent to me until I started yeah. having the shedding in the front, losing a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I get it. Yeah. And I am, you know, I'm the, I'm the Harry Houdini of the comb over. Uh, it's been yeah. said. <laughs> so it is what it is. But, you know, uh, you're able to get through your life right now. You're 41 already. Don't fuck yourself yeah. up. Yeah, that's good advice. All right, man. Good luck. Appreciate you guys. Thanks Take so care, much. buddy. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling, Eric. I'm going to try to uh, 
post a reel on the fly. We're live. Link in bio with a number. Let's see if this does anything for us. <laughs> we shall see. Okay. Press okay. Fucking this, this app is just... Share it. That's how the kids do it. All right, guys. 888 Let's see who this is. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this and where are you calling from? Hey, this is Jimmy. I'm calling from California. Oh, this is so weird. Hold on. Sorry. I'm sorry, Jim. I just got, I just, I just got fucked up on my own uh, post. It's Jim, you said? Hello, Jim. Jim. June from California. June from California. Hey, so it's, uh, what's up? Hello, what? Mr. Coburn. Hello, Mr. Tillman. So this is my first time calling in today. And interestingly enough, it is my one-year anniversary of my hair transplant surgery. Oh, wow. Well, mazel tov. Happy anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. makes, me, makes me want to have a drink for some reason. Uh, well, I'll have one for you guys later, and uh, right. you have one for me as well. Sure. So what's so, up? Um, I have uh, somewhat mixed feelings about the transplant, and I was wondering if you guys could take a look at it and tell me what you think. Give me an honest review. I have pictures I could send to you and uh, let you guys take a look. What do you think? You want to you pop in to our feed right now? I'm in your feed right now, actually. Should I just post a link to my Google folder? I mean, do you want to put on your camera? I'll send you, I'll, oh. and, and Joe could send you a number, and you can pop in, and you can actually be on camera? I don't have a camera, actually, so uh can't do that. You have, I can send you pictures. You have a phone, though, man. I'm just kidding. No pressure. <laughs> All right, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I, how, how can that be done, Joe? How can he send you pictures now? Uh... Let's see. So we can put it up on screen. Yeah. Uh, go into uh, your email and send me an email with your photos to admin, A-D-M-I-N, at hairtransplantmentor.com. Okay, I'll do that right now. Give me one moment. Yeah. Well, it's going to take a little bit of time to uh, to get your assessment. Do you, do you need to be on the phone? Or should we take another call? What are we going to do? Actually, I had a question for you guys. Sure. Um, while I'm sending it. So um, I uh, started Propecia just before I started my, just before I had my hair transplant surgery, right? And um, halfway through in about, I had my transplant, of course, a year ago. Um, and about February, my Kaiser prescription changed the manufacturer from Dr. Reddy to, um, I believe it was Accenture or something like that. Yeah. Um, and after that, I started experiencing a pretty significant shed. That is, and, uh, it's so interesting. I'm sorry to hear that, but I was just talking to the CEO of a company who's producing finasteride products, explaining to uh-huh. him, and this guy's relatively new to this space, how, you know, this is, this is a common phenomenon, and you really need to make sure that the source of the finasteride is consistent for your clients who are going to be subscribing to this because they're going to be fucking pissed if they if you yeah. switch without them knowing and all of a sudden they lose their hair and the guy's like really and i'm like really that happens all the time so i'm sorry that's happened to you but is it did you do you feel like it's oh. um you're you're getting things things are returning back to normal or is are you still shedding so i 
I noticed that the brand was changed, so I switched it back right away. I made specifically gave them specific instructions to give me the Doctor Ready brand, and uh, I was only on the other brand for maybe a few weeks, maybe two weeks. But the uh, the, the shedding has not stopped. So yeah. Um, it will, and now it will. Now that you're back on the regular, I mean, it take. It listen, once it's triggered, a telogen effluvium could last six weeks. It could last two months, you know. But you you weren't on it long enough where I think you've affected your body for the long term. How? When? When did this happen? Uh, with with uh, consideration to your hair transplant, as far as the timeline. Good question. About six seven months, I believe, so about six months. So my transplant was in July, and they did the switch up in February. And then I noticed it um, probably a month um, after that my hair started falling out again. I changed back to the brand within the month that I noticed it, and that must have been April. And uh, it is now July, and the hair is still shedding. So I'm just wondering... If it'll stop anytime soon, or if I should just go to the and brand name Copecia. Just curious, where um, where is the loss in relation to where your grass replaced from the hair transplant? You know what? I can't tell. <laughs> so, I okay. just noticed that when I shampoo my hair, there's uh, hair in my um, in my hands in the lather. Whereas during that period after my transplant, after the Propecia started kicking in, like I had zero hair loss, which was great. But um, are you, yeah, are, are you that. seeing? Are, are you seeing once your hair is dry, uh, or or even before it's dry? But when when you're dealing with your hair, uh, prepping it before you know drying it and do, you know doing whatever you do to it, do you notice it's it's thinner? Like, does it look like it's thinner anywhere? No, actually, <laughs> it doesn't. It's uh, Propecia actually did lots to my hair and I've always had fairly thick hair and um, um, yeah it's just I noticed that it is coming out yeah my question okay. to you is if you had fairly thick hair was it did you just have your hairline rebuilt or or yeah, did you have a transplant Norwood 3 I was a Norwood 3 okay yeah. and how old are you okay I'm 45 okay I'm not a doctor neither is Joe he's asking some really sharp questions but from from everything you're telling me, it just sounds like it's a, it really this is a phenomenon that is so common. And it when I again when I was talking to the CEO of this company, the fact that he's the CEO of this company had no idea that this occurs. I was just like, mm -hmm. put the brakes on this motherfucker because you got to know this. So I yeah. do think that you will probably recover in time. And any any value in making sure that I use Propecia instead of the generic? You, if you were doing well on your generic before. for this, all, how mm -hmm. how long were you on the generic? The original. It's been it's been about fifteen months now. All right. If you can still get that generic, I would get that generic because you seem to respond well to it. Okay. Very well. I I, so would, when, I, I would add to this that um, because you're seeing you know, hair in, in your hands when you're in the shower and you didn't before, it doesn't necessarily mean that it, like it could be a coincidence uh, based on the timing, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it can be attributed to 
a change up in your prescription, especially because you said you noticed it two weeks after the fact, which I think it's a bit early for for that. But that's I mean, true. I didn't stranger even things that. have happened. I wasn't paying attention. Um, Sorry. I, I think that there's a potential that this is simply a natural effluvium that happens to everyone, regardless of your hair loss status. Just because you're taking finasteride, just you know, and it's working great, doesn't mean that you're not going to shed, because that's a natural process of the hair growth cycle that is healthy. It's supposed to shed, um, so that a new healthy hair can grow in. What finasteride does is it keeps that hair that grows in to replace the one that shed from being smaller, from being thinner in diameter uh, through the uh, uh, effects of DHT. So I, I think, like. You know, I, I don't see it, and you know, we've got nothing really to compare it to, so we're just talking about it here on, on the show. But um, there is a chance that it's temporary naturally because it is a natural fluvium. So just just stay yeah. the course. like Stick with the, the finasteride yep. that you were taking before, if you can get that, the doctor ready, j- just to you know, put things back to baseline, keep monitoring it, and you know, check back with us in you know, four to six months to let us know how it works out. And guys, I don't mean to sure. interrupt, guys. Uh, we have a line that just dropped. So if you want to get in, uh, guys are contacting me. To, they, they, they can't get in. It's 888-659-3727. If you call right now, someone will get in. So did you send the images? Did you did you get those images, John? Yeah, I did. Be- before you guys review this, let me let – me, uh, I don't want you guys stepping into anything, but, like, I caused a lot of drama on one of the forums. <laughs> so so you, call you share my – What's that? You caught a lot of drama on the forums. You actually allowed <sighs> these fucking forums, man. I, I, I hope yeah. it wasn't. Don't even tell us the forum, but it couldn't have been ball truth talk because we don't allow the no. drama on the forum. Right. Well, it, it was really just drama with the with the moderator on the forum because, as it turns out, I was very honest and critical and very detailed with my concerns with my transplant. Yeah. And I updated it weekly and talked about it with everyone and. As it turns out, the moderator of that forum, his surgeon was the same as mine, and uh, he came to his uh, came to the surgeon's rescue. Um, right. we, and, it seems uh, like I'm, I don't know if it's. Do you guys hear a uh, kind of a weird sound, or is that my headset? Joe, does he sound clear to you? That would be you. Okay. All right. So here's the deal, and this is what all of you guys have to know: if there are forums where moderators come out to defend doctors. That you have to understand why that happens. These forms are sponsored by these physicians, in general. Uh, even you know the one thing that we did with Ball Truth Talk is we don't let any shit happen. No, there's no moderators who are telling people what they can and cannot say, unless it's fucked up. We don't let the peanut gallery come out and make um, uh, hair transplant patients feel bad about their process, and we don't let people comment on images that were posted by physicians or clinics because in general doing this for so long we've come to find out pretty early on in the game that a lot of the negative stuff is posted by competitors of these doctors a lot of the positive stuff is posted by shills and i can tell you i think i know the form you're talking about it probably you know that that's something that there's a lot of hypocrisy that's all I can tell you. There's really no true transparency in the forum world. And yeah, so to me, you know, the way you do it is 
You post something about your experience. If there's any defamatory, possible defamatory content in there, it should go into a moderation queue. The patient should be contacted. The physician should be contacted. Then only those two are allowed to comment publicly once it's taken out of moderation. That's the way we operate. It sounds like you were a little bullied on, on this forum, and I hate hearing that. Yeah. Uh, I actually, do yeah. Do have any photos right. in my inbox? No photos in Joe's it's a link. It's, it's a link to uh, my Google folder where uh, I, 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 I got, I've got no links. I got no emails from you, so. Really? Uh, it should be, um, the subject should say Jim Review. That's okay. It's it. If it's not here yet, it'll, it'll be here, hopefully soon. So, but it's not here okay. now. Um, but that's a, um, that's, a, that's an unfortunate experience. I think that that it's, it's important that people hear about, you know, these things happen, and you know, you really have to watch your step. You know, there really is no. They talk about, you know, when you're talking about a private platform like a message forum, and people talk about free speech and all this stuff. There's no free speech on private platforms, and I understand that. It's not about free speech. It's what's allowed on the platform. I just think that when a platform claims that they provide consumers or hair transplant patients with a platform to speak their truth, and then they don't allow that to happen, that's where the hypocrisy comes in. Or if they criticize them for, for speaking their truth, that's where the hypocrisy comes in. There's no moderator that should go out there. Moderators should be on message forms to moderate, not to interject their um, personal views on anything. And that's just the way that I feel about it. Joe, you seem yeah, very busy. I agree. Um, hey, I so there's another way responding to a, a, a message here, but um, there's another yeah, way I, I agree with everything you said. Well. Well, go ahead. Say, go ahead. Say what you're saying. Yeah, so uh, my user ID on the other forum is jimcraig152. If you guys just want to Google it, it should come right up. I'm not Googling shit, Joe. You can Google it. I'm, I'm not Googling. I'm not, no, I'm not <laughs> no, no offense. I just, All right. I, I'd rather not. Uh, uh, All right. So I'm just, yeah, I don't know where this is. All right. You know what? Um, it, it might have, it's, it's okay. Like, we don't, we don't have it now. Why, why don't you just hold on, listen to the rest of the show. If Joe finds it, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll take some more calls. Is there anything else Sounds you want good. to ask? No, that's it. You guys do a good job. So, All right, man. Good luck. Good Thank luck, you. man. All right. Take care. All right. I, it's, you know, it's, it's so, it, 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 it does madden me when I hear people who are bullied on these platforms. I agree. You know? Yeah, it's. But at the same time, I'm not surprised because, I mean, it's the mo, right? It's like circle the wagon trains when when someone's uh, when a when a sponsor is being, um, you know, dissected by one of their patients online, and that's why you don't allow it to begin with. It's just like, look, if there's a problem, you contact the forum to contact the doctor, and then you guys work it out. That's it. Don't allow extortion or potential defamation or anything. You're not defended if you don't allow it. Very passionate about that, Joe, as you can tell. I know you are. I know you are, and, and I think you should be. You don't allow, allow it in the first place. And the reason it's allowed is because it gives 
certain uh, forums and companies the ability to extort doctors. That's the history of this fucked up field. If you don't allow any of that stuff, the patients can't be harmed and the doctors can't be harmed. You don't have to backpedal and then have a thread that goes on for fucking five pages and then all of a sudden put it into moderation because it doesn't meet the sponsorship criteria or what the sponsors believe should be the criteria. Yep. Just don't allow it in the first place. 888 What a fucked up field this is. And it's still operating in the same way. In many respects. Yeah. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this and where are you calling from? Um, this is Andrew from St. Louis. Andrew from St. Louis. Hello, Welcome. Andrew. Hey, um, I was just calling in because uh, I was wondering if you could, you know, uh, give us some information on, you know, the PGD2 and, uh, you know, inhibiting that and how that can thicken existing hairs. I'm not talking about growing new hairs. I'm just talking about existing, you know, the current ones. You well, know, getting them, uh, and what kind of information thick. do you want? Do you want information on products that can actually help uh, to, to deal with this? Or, you know, you, you're a guy who's interested in future products. Is that it? Uh, well, current products, because right now I've gotten rid of all my DHT, uh, and I'm still slowly losing my hair. How do you get so, rid of all How do you know you got rid of all your DHT? Uh, well, I take... Uh, you know, 2.5 milligrams uh, do test right from my local pharmacy. I guess I get it from Epic Pharma. Okay. So I think I think that gets rid of almost all of it. It can. It can get rid of a lot of it, and it can get rid of up to what 95 percent, 90 percent, 95 percent because it's a type one and type I think two. It, it, yeah, low 90s. Yeah, five alpha reductase inhibitor. But if you are a guy who is really genetically predisposed to male pattern hair loss, there are many factors, obviously, besides, as you know, DHT. So let me ask you this. When you say you got rid of all your DHT and you're still balding, is it, is it a, a, an aggressive type of pattern? And how old are you? Um, I'm 32. Uh, I'm still not on the Nord scale, but, uh, you know, when I was 18 and I started finasteride, you couldn't see the skin, you know, through the crown of my head. Mm -hmm. It was too much hair there. And now you can see tiny bits of skin. And, uh, you know, also when I pull back my hairline, you know, you can see through it in a way that you couldn't when I was 18. Like, I've lost a lot of hair. Okay. So. Well, and, and let me ask you, what inhibitors are you looking at, the prostaglandin inhibitors? What, what quote-unquote, products are you looking at or drugs? Uh, Proust. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that. We know that uh, Latisse or Bimataprost or Bimataprost uh, can reverse the miniaturization process of hair follicles. It does work to some degree as far as what's happening on as far as what's happening in the scalp. I mean, the theory is that you have to use a much larger dosage than you would say on your eyelashes or your eyebrows because the growth cycle for a scalp hair is that much greater. Uh, I don't know of any really long term. Um, positive effects of people using bimodoprost on their scalp. You, you could read some studies. They're out there. I mean, it, if you have the money and you want to give it a shot and you have the doctor who's willing to prescribe it for you and you're working with a physician, then I would say that it could be reasonable, but I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't get my hopes up. Well, I'm just trying to I, – I, right now, I'm not going to try the Latisse uh, dosage because um, – you know, in the allergen trials, they use like 1% and 3%, and that's way more than Latisse. 
Right. Um, that's what I'm talking about, trying to get the 1%. Right. No, I understand. I understand. And there, are, there I think there are a couple of outlets where you can do that now, where you can get that. So I have a question. Do you think that the reason why the B-Monoprose didn't work all that great is because you have to get rid of the DHT before you even try anything else? That's the first thing you got to take care of. And if you don't take care of that, you're screwed. I have no you're idea. You're not going to regrow hair. I'm, I am, so maybe if they combine the two. I'm the last thing. I'm, I'm, I'm so far removed from being a scientist, I have no fucking idea. I know exactly what you do as far as this stuff is concerned. Everything that you read, I've read. And I can give you my, my thoughts on it. I think that's a reasonable process of thinking and trying to figure out why things didn't work as well. So it's maybe in your case you would need a, a even a smaller dose since you have you have a, a, you think you have a low DHT level. You have that you haven't had it tested, so you think that the tasteride is doing its job for you, but it may not be. You could have aromatizing effects that you're unaware of. You could have more free flowing testosterone and DHT than you realize, even if you're on uh, dutasteride. So if you're actually doing that like a science project on yourself, you know, it, it's hard to know how much DHT you're actually suppressing. You're just, in theory, you should be suppressing in the 90% or so, right? I think uh, I think 0.5 milligrams was 90% and 2.5 was like 98. Yeah. And that's on average. And, you know, everybody's different. So there are guys who will take dutasteride and all of a sudden they have incredible hair or their hair loss, uh, you know, they have hair loss, complete cessation of hair loss. You're not one of those guys. I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you what to do, but I don't think it's going to harm you to work with a doctor to try uh, uh, bimetoprost because there are doctors that will basically have to have it compounded. Who are you considering going to? Uh, I haven't really thought that through yet. Where are you located? Uh, St. Louis. All right. I don't know anyone in St. Louis who, who's com- compounding it. Or There's a couple of doctors out there who are. Um, you should think think through it. Don't just buy it online. Make sure you're working with the doctor if you can get your hands on it and, and if there's a good doctor in your area because you don't know what the fuck you're getting online. Right. Uh, I, I go to the – I get all my stuff in the pharmacy right now, so okay. I wouldn't want to buy anything online. Oh, good, good. Talk to your Good. pharmacist. See if they know any physicians that are prescribing it. Uh, you can go online and maybe find some physicians who are in your area. Call some hair transplant surgeons in your area. And I would I would go that route uh, if you're considering this. Okay. I'll let you guys know uh, what I find out. But uh, right. what do you think about uh, the 2% ketoconazole shampoo? I use that, you know, four times a week, too. Do you think that, you know, helps slow it down? It's been shown, too, in some cases. It's but there's also cool. guys... Yeah, there's also guys who feel that it's exacerbated their hair loss. Well, maybe that's because it made them shed because, you know, uh, that means it's working. That's what exactly. the theory, they that, just misinterpreted that, it. You that's know? what the theory is. But in some cases, they just keep shedding and they shed for a year and for summer, even if they try to muscle through. So, yeah, I mean, theor- theoretically, anything that is going to help reverse the miniaturization process could send you into a telogen effluvium. You can go through a shedding phase. And that's why you shed with minoxidil. Most people, that's why you can shed with ketoconazole shampoo. That's why you can shed with finasteride, dutasteride, bimodoprost, minoxidil. Well, I just uh, shed a lot from microneedling. I just added that three weeks ago, and a lot of the unhealthy hairs, you know, fell out. Dude, you were all in, man. So you must spend a lot of time on, like, message forums and on YouTube channels and shit. 
Well, there's, I mean, I, I just need the PGD to, I think that's the last thing in, you know, in the equation because, you know, they find out that balding guys have three times as much PGD too in the, you know, the horseshoe part of your head. Now, what would happen, then, what would happen if everything didn't work for you? How would you feel? Would you be able to move on with your life and just accept it? Um, uh, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe get a wig or something. I don't know. But would you, did you ever consider shaving your head? No, nah, that's not an option. I got too big of a forehead. I understand. Listen, trust me. I've been holding on to every hair. You know, I'm, I'm 56 years old. I got, you know, crazy comb over happening. I paint my head. I get it. But, you know, sometimes when I speak to young guys who are really throwing the kitchen sink at this, I, I want to, you know, sometimes if I talk about if, if they've ever considered shaving their head or moving on or how would they feel if things didn't work, I've had guys who we've spoken to who decided, you know what, like after the conversation, I'm going to give, give it a try. I'm going to shave my head, see what happens. And they come back and say, it's changed my life. So, you know, the option's on the table, but I understand for some guys, including myself, it's really not an option. So, well, actually, I did shave my head like uh, two years ago because I wanted it all to grow in even, and it really didn't because some of the hairs on my head grew at different uh, paces. So, All right, so what happened? Uh, so when you shaved your head and you looked in the mirror, how'd you feel? Uh, I was like, this is terrible. Let <laughs> <laughs> me to laugh. I, I understand that. I know how you, I know. I would feel the same way. All right, well, listen, good luck. Let us know what you decide to do. Uh, I wish you, I mean, this is like, there's so many young guys who are just throwing the kitchen sink at their hair loss. Some guys are successful. Some guys aren't. So I, I wish you the best of luck. All right, I'll inform you guys if the microneedling, you know, actually works. So, you know, that'll be a while, a couple months. All right, man. Hang in there. All right, thanks. All right, All right bye. Take care. Bye. Triple eight six five nine. Yeah. I I got the link from the previous caller. I forgot yeah. what his name. He he said Jim, but I, I don't know yeah. if that's what he said. Yeah. So I I got I got him, and uh, if, if you're if you're listening and you want to. You know, try calling back in. We're here. Um, I got the images. Um, not sure what kind of commentary we're supposed to be giving on this. But um, right. there's a line open, guys. So call in. If it's, is yeah. it Jim? Triple eight six five nine three seven two seven. We'll take your call. It's got some Go great Jim. pictures here. My God. So I'm just going through and downloading them. Not organized. You want some music? Drum roll? What do we do? Um, a drum roll would be good. I have to find it on this thing. Let's see. Exactly. That <laughs> could, could take a while. These are these are some phenomenal pictures. It's okay. It is amazing. It's okay. It's okay Dr. Phil? to feel good about you. Crazy. I used to be on the radio, yeah. I love it. Oh, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Anyway. Sophia Vergara. Triple eight six five nine three seven two seven. I think this is the same number. Let me see. I'm gonna choose you, man. Hey, is this you? Is this Jim? Hey, this is Jim. Hey. Hey Jim, okay. A caller, the other caller All that's right. holding on, hold on, we'll take your call after Jim. All right, All right, I got your so photos, so I, I'm I'm organizing them. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
so my question is, what is what exactly is is your concern? Like, I'm not going to tell you what I think, uh, like, off the cuff. I want to know what your concern is. So I feel the actual hairline is way too straight. There's a ton of multis in the hairline. Uh Um, There's nothing. I don't really have too many concerns about the yield or the density. Um, But my biggest concern is on the right side, it looks like I'm wearing, um, you know, a lace front. Weave, <laughs> so you know it's like okay. a, uh, yeah. So it looks very okay, unnatural so on the right side. I'm going to try to bring these up onto our screen. Can I just drag a folder? No. Okay. Sorry, just bear with me here because I got a bunch of images here I downloaded. Um, so all these images are before. Is that correct? I mean, uh, so, sorry, after, um, they're, they're all results. They're all results, yeah. There's a couple that I, okay. there's like two that, that were like right after the surgery. Yeah, yeah, no, th- those are obvious, so I'm just making sure. Because see, what I noticed here is you've got some photos where you're not touching your hair with your hands, you're just taking the photo, and then there's another few images where your hand... Is actually, or someone's hand is holding it back a little bit, right? And it looks completely different. And this is a trick that some clinics will use to make a a, a hairline look thicker. I don't know if you noticed that so, in these photos, <laughs> but um, I don't think that was intended or anything like that. Um, there were some where so, so, my hand was in the photo where I had no product yeah. in, it. and and the yeah. ones where the the hair is standing straight up. Um, there's various products in it. Um, the ones where it's okay, like really so, wet. So I've, I've got a, I got an image of your donor area here up on the screen. Just want people to see right. the, the area. How many graphs was this again? 2332. Okay. Uh, what I like about your donor area photo is that it's a very nice distribution of extraction. It's a little high in the crown area. But it's it's a nice broad extraction pattern, which is which is good. Like this is what we want to see to help reduce the impact of taking hair out of the scalp, um, which is thinning, right? So I'm going to put up another image, which will be uh, the immediate post-op hairline, and then your result, which I assume is close to one year. Is that is that where we are? These photos, when you took them, was it one year post or was it like seven months, eight months, or what? It was almost eleven months. Okay, and let me ask: Are are you? Do you have some sort of um, uh, Latin background or Asian background? I'm Asian. You're Asian. Okay, I kind of figured you were. Um, Here's the thing about straight hairlines. They actually work more for Asians, Asian males, than for non-Asian males. I'm not saying it's appropriate every time, but a lot of times Asian Asian male hairlines are straighter with fewer uh, undulations in the, in the hairline shape than the non-Asian. So that's not, 
necessarily an unnatural or a bad thing. It just depends on how it's carried out. And um, in this photo I've got posted, it it's generally looking okay. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give you know uh, too much of a, uh, a a negative on this. It's not great, but it's not horrible. But as we go through that's here, that's what I feel as well. That's what I feel yeah. as well. But his other angle so, is very straight looking. Yeah. Whoa. Um, sorry, a little feedback. So I'm looking at this, and this is where I'm seeing what you're talking about with the doubles or with the multi-hair graphs. That's pretty obvious. Uh, you got a few singles in the front. Sorry, sorry, Jim, am I on speaker on your end? Yeah, you're off now. Jim, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, great, yeah. thanks. Um, so, and, and this, is how, this is how locked doctors will, will get density, where it's not actually density, it just looks like it's density because you've got a bunch of multi-hairs you know, right up to the front of the hairline. And that's not, that's not really the way to go about things. It, it's kind of cheating. And um, patients that aren't really uh, researched in what looks natural, they, they walk, that's, why we, that's why we get a lot of pa- happy patients out of Turkey. They don't know what to expect. They don't know what actually you know, natural is supposed to look like. And so when it comes out and it's a wall of hair because you got two, three, and four hair grafts all the way up to the front of the hairline, they're happy. They're excited. And, you know, as, as they get older, they'll learn it's not, not a good thing. Um, but let's look at the other side. And you said that you don't have a problem with the density, and that's fine. That's good. Um, I, I think it could be better here. Um, not quite the growth I would have liked to see, but at the same time, uh, density in the hairline, getting it the right with one pass is very difficult to do. Um, I, I think that clinics that push the one pass result as being expected and being something that they, they consistently pull off is misleading. Um, most of the best hair transplant clinic doctors or hair transplant doctors in, in the world, their patients will come back, even with a good result, their patients will come back and say it's not thick enough. Legitimately. Not not being greedy. Like it 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 could use some more density, especially with their hair type. So I I mainly agree with you with your feelings on this result. I do feel like there are far too many multi hair graphs. Um I can see what you're talking about with the straightness of the of the hair. Um, I, I can't say it was a complete mistake because I understand the approach that the doctor may have been taking if if, if he was trying to uh, create this based on your ethnic background. But um, it should have been explained to you, and you should have had some input on on what you felt would be the best best road to take on that. But ultimately. I think that it, it, it could have been more refined. Um, I think that the uh, naturalness factor is not where it could be. And uh, But the good news is that I don't think it would take a lot to really refine this and get this to where you might be happy with it. Going with you know, finding another doctor that truly understands what a hairline is supposed to look like and understands the use of, of single hairs in the front, um, I, there's not a lot to do. Actually, 
I think that you're in, yeah. in a good position. Yeah. So that's uh, my feeling as well. Um, the right side really scares the heck out of me. I mean, it's like uh, we've been in quarantine for a year and a half now and probably going to return to work pretty soon. And I would have liked to have walked in without, you know, any type of feeling that someone's looking at my hair and thinking that I, you know, had something done. I have a question. Do you have any, did you send him any before pictures? What did you look like before? Uh, I, I don't, I didn't send any to him, but um, maybe I can send him some now. Um, but in any case, um, uh, my biggest concern is that the right side looks like, like a hair weave. Like, literally, looks like yeah. a hair weave, you know. Well, here, but, let, uh, let me. Ask, what, what did your What did your doctor say? He says he implants in rows for density. So, <laughs> so maybe you can validate that too. He says uh, um, I can implant in random natural order, um, but you won't get the same density. Now you had this so in the United States. Uh, yeah, in the United States. Yes. Where, what state? In the Bay Area, California. Oh, in the Bay Area. Okay, I think I think yeah. I know who you went to. Uh, what I can tell you is it doesn't look like it was a transplant performed in the United States. How's that, for being honest? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. or it looks like a transplant performed in the United States by, you know, maybe a group of people who aren't used to doing hair transplants. But I think Joe's correct. <laughs> I think that this is... As far as being botched or something, you're not botched. I mean, you have a lot of – it's not perfect and there's problems, but you have the ability for a pretty easy correction if you choose to go that route. Right. I'm definitely going to go that route. Um, interestingly the enough – The image I just put up on the screen shows what you're talking about with the, with the, with the rows. You, you can see the rows right. in this image and – and it just goes to show you it's, it depends on the lighting and the angle in a lot, a lot of these cases. But, yeah, th this definitely shows the rows because you've got the the, the raised uh, scarring from the incisions that are in rows as well. And that's that's one thing that gives this away. And I, I can understand your your uh, your issues with this as far as thinking that it looks like a weave. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I, I, I get that. Um I don't. I don't think that the average person would, but I also know that seeing this in person uh, is a lot different than looking at it in photos. And also the fact uh, that it's mag a bit more it, amplified. The fact that it's magnified. Um, honestly, when you look at from a social distance, it is more magnified. There's there's a harsher line at social distance than when it's magnified. And one one thing that a lot of clinics do in general is they will magnify the hairline. Um, maybe not in this particular case, but to magnify the hairline to kind of show the softness and how natural it is. But if you stepped away, uh, it could look like a hair transplant. That's another kind of a trick of the trade. So I can imagine how you feel when you're looking at yourself in the mirror. But with that said, I've seen a hell of a lot worse. And that's the thing. You're not really fucked up. You're just, it's just not, I mean, that density can be used. There could be some grafts that could be removed. Like what do you say? I said he's not he's not fucked up, and I agree. But he feels like he is. No, you I feel like it. you are. I understand, and and honestly, I I I'm surprised that anyone who claims to be a professional in this field would 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 somehow not agree with you that you're you know why you're upset with this. Like forum moderators, <laughs> like like forum moderators for sure. I mean, I think yeah. that's unfair. It's, it's unfair to any patient that comes online who who trusts 
any type of resource, not to, especially one that claims to be transparent, not to be able to at least give them the truth and at least good advice on how to uh, rectify their situation. That's how I feel. Yeah. And, and I, I also think it's important for people to know that, you know, there's a lot of guys out there on YouTube who are doing their thing, a lot of doctors showing great before and afters. They have their testimonial patients who are, who are doing shit directly after surgery and what a great experience they had. You know, man, the more a lot of people are out there, in my view, on social media and on YouTube, for instance, to me, that's a red flag. You know, it really is a red flag. And I also believe that the more that people, the physicians leverage message forms instead of just, it's great if they post their cases or if they want to interact and help people. But when they're really heavily leveraged, that's not a great idea either, man. Yeah, I, I, got, a, I got a project for you, Jim. Take, take some more photos of your result, but in a different room with different lighting. From a distance. Make sure that the issue is shown and then send them to the same doctor and, and ask him if, if he can help you with a repair and see what he says. Honestly, I don't. I don't want to get anywhere near that guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's, no, he's saying no, it basically. Not, act like act like you're a secret shopper and not his patient. Yeah, yeah, and, and see what he says about the result because because he's defending it to you when he when he knows it's you talking to him. But if you send it in as say Bob instead of Jim, with <laughs> you know, with, with a different different look to the hair, you know, different hairstyle, maybe uh, different room. And um, you know, and obviously blurring your face out or whatever. Yeah. Um, see what he said. Like, see if he, you know, says it. Oh yeah, it looks good. You'll be surprised. I, I wouldn't touch it. Or if he says, yeah, you know, um, we should we should probably add some density. You know, it it uh, it could use some density or you know. So you are a nasty motherfucker. Let me tell you, that is a brilliant idea. Then, uh, <laughs> you got him. It's like, motherfucker, you said it was great. And now you're saying it needs work? Make up your mind. <laughs> I mean, Joe is old school. Like, I mean, this guy is a form terrorist, this guy. This guy has been able to, I mean, you've been around for a long be. time, Joe. I have. You can kick some ass. I think. I actually think that's a brilliant yeah. idea. That would be very interesting to see what the doctor writes you back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one, one last thing. Can you comment on the donor? I felt uh, at the bottom of the back of the donor there were too many graphs taken from too small of an area and uh, there's like a big large patch along the bottom of my donor um, that's what I feel um, that's that's hard to discern like I'm looking at your photos and like I, I see an area it looks like it's thinner but it's also uh, I mean, y your hair isn't very thick to begin with, uh, which is a another – like I was looking at your donor region. I thought, this this guy's Asian. Um, so racist, dude. It, it's, it's, al <laughs> yeah, it's already <laughs> lower density than, than Caucasians. And so I'm, I'm looking at this, and I see this area, but it also looks like it's a protuberance um, – the, the protuberance of your um, – what's it called? The, um, the nuptial ridge on the back of your skull. And it might be more pronounced on you than 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 some other people, so it's hard to, it's hard to say in these photos. I, I don't think it's a patch per se. Uh, I don't see a lot of. 
I see some areas where the, where the hair might be a little thinner. Um, let me look at your donor. Are you married? Do you have like a significant other? What are they saying? Oh, no. Okay. No. Hey, have you shown any friends or family? So this was uh, before I had a hair transplant, I had like very long hair, actually. So uh, between the dramatic um, hairstyle change and uh, that we were in quarantine and no one saw me for a long time, um, people are kind of like unaware of things. Okay. That's, things. that's good. So you don't see anybody like shooting your hairline any looks? I do, actually. And that's kind of freaky thing. <laughs> so, okay. And right. usually it's like always... Uh, yeah, I kept I've been there, I know. Right side. Yeah, so... Well, you know, what's but, interesting uh, about either a hair transplant or wearing hair or whatever, you know, the, the, the key, the success to be successful is, you know... Where the eye is not drawn to it at all. You know, the eye is just naturally drawn to something that is slightly off our natural, no matter where it is in somebody's body. So you can see a guy who has a receding hairline, natural receding hairline, if it's age appropriate, and no one's going to look at his hairline. But as soon as there's something slightly off, like one, two hair graft, it's eyes just shift up. That's just the way that it is. But I think that's repairable. I mean, I don't think you're going to have to live your life that, that way. Yeah, two things I want to I want to impart upon you, uh, Jim. Is number one, you know, being Asian, your hair is more delicate; it's more fragile when it after it's been extracted either through FUT or or FUE. Um, I remember I remember Doctor Wong uh, tell me like in the middle of a surgery uh, when he was taking a break, we'd be talking about the case. I gotta get that gong sound, by the way. I know, right, Doctor Wong, (laughs) and. uh, and he'd be talking about how the the grass would literally explode, put your camera on like you. It would pop. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was tired of looking at the donor area. Um, what the hell's going? I'm hearing something there. Hold on. Your echo's coming back. Check, 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 check. Is it? Oh, I know why. Hold on. Uh, there we go. Okay, that's better. Yeah. So. Uh, he would be talking to me about uh, the the case of the day, and it would, it would be an Asian patient, and the hair follicles, would, the follicles would literally explode as they're being, sometimes as they're as they're taken out, um, extracted, and sometimes while they're being dissected under microscopes, like the, the the tissue just touching it the wrong way, it would break apart, and so you got to be really really careful with. Asian follicles, much more so than with uh, Caucasian follicles. And so that's another factor. So I'm bringing that up because I think that if you're going to move forward with some sort of uh, follow-up surgery, not with the same doctor, but with a different doctor, you you're reminding, you actually remind me of another patient I've, I've dealt with over the, over the years um, that got really screwed up. But his, his, his mistake when he went in for a repair was he did not go... He actually went with a doctor that has a great reputation for repair, uh, but he's not an IAHS accepted member. And I'm looking at the guy, the guy's work, and I'm thinking, I don't understand why some people think this guy does natural looking work. Because every time I see his work, I see nothing but disaster. I see nothing but like if it were on my head, I'd shave my head. That's how bad his work is. And I I want you to be very careful as you move forward. You need to move forward with someone that has an obvious uh, understanding and experience with Asian hair 
but you also need to move forward with someone that he thought he did demonstrate he thought he did sorry no 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 I, <laughs> combined with uh showing that they understand the use of single hair graphs can show you that they have microscopes that they're using to examine and dissect uh, graphs properly and can intelligently and logically explain to you how they how they reconstruct hairlines instead of saying, well, I, pu- I put it in rows to add density. That's bullshit. Because if you're doing it with... Like, I understand the logic behind it, but if you if you have to also use multi-hair graphs to get that done, it's just cheating, and it, do, and it doesn't work out as good, obviously. So those are the two things. IAHRS bare minimum and a demonstrated ability to use microscopes and uh, you know a history of good results with Asian hair. You will never find any clinic in North America that has a massive gallery sampling of Asian patients because it's just not that common for the average clinic to have an Asian patient. Um, you know, look at the demographics of, of North America. The option for that will be to go to Korea, South Korea. There are some wickedly good clinics, like stupid good in South Korea. And they deal with Asian hair every day, obviously. So, you know, you got you got some things to think about, but the great thing about your case is, as rough as it may seem and as horrible as it may feel, and I certainly know what it's like to get the eyeballs, you know, drifting up to the the hairline, especially when you're have, trying to have a conversation. Like I was, I was raised to look people in the eye when I'm talking to them, but when they're looking at my hairline, it's devastating. So I certainly get it. Um, it's not that bad. Uh, it's it's passable in most situations, and it's easily fixable if you find the right doctor. So there is there is a lot of hope for you. I don't want you to feel too bad about it. All right, man. Yeah, I don't I don't feel too bad about it. So I do appreciate you guys. Good. Um, it's been a year, exactly today, because my transplant was twenty twenty July twenty fourth. So today's twenty third. One year, one year exactly. And Jim, well, I, do appreciate you guys. Uh, I wish you the best of luck, but stay off the forum. They are, forums. They are evil places. <laughs> I I have a forum, and I tell people to stay off the forums. Okay. All right, man. Good luck. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Happy Friday. Bye. Me too. Fucking forums, man. Dude, I don't know what's going on with the sound, but like I'm getting like this explosion of uh, distortion. It happened twice with Jim. And it just happened with you. No idea. Because everything is perfect on my end, as usual. Yeah. Yeah. See what it says. Okay. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this and where are you calling from? Hello. 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 Hi, how are you? Okay, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, now, my name is Ari. Ari. Where are you calling from, Ari? Uh, uh, well, I grew up in, in the city, but... I live in Long Island now. Okay, so you're calling uh, us from Long Island. Yes, absolutely. Now, listen to me for a moment, sir. But both you guys are two gentlemen, and thank you. I watch you often just to, to see what's going on. Well, yeah. that's, that's great. I'm going to have to ask you a favor, Ari. Can you turn down your radio? I mean, your radio. Jesus. I'm, I'm old. Turn, <laughs> turn down your computer, please. No, it, it's completely off. Okay. Uh, now, I went to my... De- I went to my dermatologist. I asked her a few questions about it. She wanted me to try, uh, what's that stuff? Like, uh, minoxidil? 
No, I, maybe I don't know. Uh, Asteroid uh, in, in the. Not I don't know what it's, the stuff in the can like you could buy it anywhere. Right, it's ro- uh, ro- it's Rogaine or Minoxidil. Yeah, 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 yes, sir. I didn't like the way it was coming out. Now, <clears throat> I, I went back to her a few months later. She says, "Okay, this doctor did something for my brother, and it came out fantastic." I said, "Yeah, okay. Who's the doctor?" She says, Dr. Dorn. Okay. Said, okay. So I went there. I sat down with him. I had a consultation. We spoke. Long story short, February 14th, I had a procedure. I don't remember the exact number of graphs. It's 2,600 and, and change. Okay. That's what he put in me. Mm-hmm. And uh, still my crown is is a, a little bare like it's a, i'm not bald at all like i have i have the just thin hair but my crown you could see but the 2600 grips it went pretty far back um and i am what is it now three months and nine days along with my, with my procedure okay. so what do you do what do you two gentlemen say like I'm still like no with this. Like I gotta wait a long time, correct, to see like any significant. That, that is correct. Three months and nine Absolutely. days or, or early days. It, it, if you have any growth at this point, it's going to be minimal. You might have some. Okay. And um, but, you, you're not going to really see even what the transplant is going to look like for another four months, and that's just that's still not fully grown out. Okay. Right, I'm, I'm going okay, to tell you. What I've told patients for the past 20 years, do not expect any signs of life until you're between three to five months after your surgery, which means that it could, it could start on, on the, on the day that three months becomes, uh, you know, hits you on the calendar. It can start the day that five months hits you on the calendar or anywhere in between. If you get growth before three months, count yourself lucky. So that's well, you know what? like you're just in the beginning of it. No, I I agree with you, and I did I I do see some growth, and like today in the shower, I I do see some hair coming out. But the doctor did tell me stuff's going to come out. Um, but I know I I know this is like basically like the beginning for me practically. But Doctor Dornell, he also told me. Dr. Doran also told me as I was walking out of uh, the office, all wrapped up in bandages, he goes, you're not going to see no difference till September. I said, okay. Good. How, uh, Ari, so, let me ask you, how old are you? Me? I'm 48, sir. 48. Okay. So you're still a young man, Ari. And, um, Thank you. Yeah. Well, compared to me, you are. But uh, Dr. Doran, is a, he's a good dude. He's He's really good at what he does. Um, and I think you're lucky that you found them. Uh, most people aren't. There's a lot of doctors in New York, and a lot of them suck. Let's put it this way. So yeah. at the very least, at the very I least, you have a fighting chance of having the outcome that you're looking for. And it sounds like well, you you're on track for that. Well, I mean, I don't know. From it's your, only three months out. From your mouth to God's ears. Absolutely. Absolutely, and and and, and let's hold, I'll, I'll keep my fingers crossed. Call us back in three months. No, yeah, sir, I, I, wanna, I, I wanna will. On this. And I thought about doing this, 
before I went and actually did it, but I asked my dermatologist, this young lady who I love and I trust her, and she says, no, if you're really going to do this, that's where you're going to go. And I says, yeah, she's like 100%. That's why I went. And when I went there, sir, I was completely flawed. It was so professional. Well, again, that's rare. Trust me. You could walk into a clinic that looks like a, I mean, like, like you're walking into a copy shop. I've seen some of the, the most insane cl- I saw a clinic once that had carpeting in the OR. No joke. And, wi- and wires held down with duct tape. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no no joke. Guys doing hair transplants on the side room in the back of a wig shop. So you're very well, lucky, look, man. Thank you very much. I'm not going to take up more of your time. I just wanted to touch base and see what you guys thought. Thank you very much, you two gentlemen. And I will call you back in, I don't know, September, October. So I'm just tell you what's going on. Okay. And look, if you have any concerns between now and September, feel free to call. That's what we're here for. Sir, thank you very much. And both of you gentlemen, have a great day. All right. You too. Take care. Bye. Tired. I like that guy. Ari. I didn't ask you where you're born, Ari, but I, I appreciate it. He said, he said, so where are you calling from? I was born in New York and I moved to Long Island. I was born in the city and moved yeah. to Long Island. Yeah, God bless him. He's like every every kid I went to Hebrew school with. <laughs> All right, guys, we have time for one more call and then I'm going to call it a night. And, and everyone just hung up, yeah. so maybe I'll just call it a night. If you want to call in real quick, it'll be a 10-minute call at the most. So call in 888-659-3727. Otherwise, if you guys don't call in 10 seconds, I'm, I'm shutting the phones down. You say only 10 minutes and they're like, hell, I can, I can tell five stories in 10 minutes, not realizing that. It usually takes about half an hour to tell one. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, when I was on the radio and I had a producer and all that stuff and, a, and a, a program director, they would say to me, like, why do you – I mean, no one takes calls like you. Get them in. Cut them off. You know, rapid fire these phone calls. You want as many calls as possible. I had to express to these people who don't understand what I do, who are just trying to sell ad time, that it takes a lot of guts for these people to call in to talk about something that yeah. they're not allowed to talk about normally. And I want to give them as much time as they need. Never went well, never went over well with the uh, the suits at the radio stations. What are you going to do? Screw them. All right, guys, you didn't call in. Phone's off. Light goes on. Nope. You're, you're done. Let's call it night. I am starving anyway. I had a very interesting and busy day. And you know what? I'm going to have a relaxing evening. I had a very busy and interesting day. I still got filming to do for my latest clinic that I've accepted on my website. Um, I'm not hungry because I had an awesome bison burger I cooked up right before the show. So I'm good on that front. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Well, I'm going to get my second workout in after I eat. How's that? Well, then you should take a workout. (laughs) Give out the websites, please. Uh, the website's AmericanHairLoss.org or the American Hair Loss Association, the de facto standard worldwide when mass media needs to know anything and everything about hair loss. They turn 
to American Hair Loss Association you know, as we're, quoted we were, by or we as were, seen by or whatever. We were in men's health twice this week. Yeah. This week, Only? this month, twice this month. We were in men's health for an SMP article and we were in men's health for a article on like um, power bald guys, like these power celebrities who are bald. I was interviewed yep. in that one, which, you know, sometimes I'm just like, oh, really? Is this what we're going to be talking about? And I have yeah. to get – but this particular writer chose some good choice quotes of mine that kind of made sense in the article and, and really provided people with my perspective. But initially, cool. he, he kept saying, why don't you shave it? Why don't people just shave it? Uh, tell me, this guy, this guy, Stanley teaching. I had to explain to him why people don't just shave it. And he included that in the piece, which was very nice. Go on, Joe. Stanley Tucci – looks awesome with a shaved head losing hair for him like some some of these celebrities is like losing their hair was the best thing that ever happened to him i remember standing because they shaved their head and they look he's awesome when he was young great actor uh, in in new york when i was living in new york and i was a kid i was working at a place called west side bodybuilding and he was pretty in shape he was a young dude and he was just getting into his career and i remember he had he had the crazy fringe and stuff and and i'm i'm looking at this guy Granted, I had not – I don't even think I started losing my hair yet. I was still like a teenager. And I'm just like – in my mind, I guess I knew it was going to happen to me somehow, even though it was kind of a surprise. But I feared it. I looked at this guy and he was in like in his 20s. I'm like, oh, man, that is fucked up. <laughs> and then he becomes Stanley Tucci. And he looks good. But when you're a kid, you're like, you yeah. don't want to be bald. And, you know, and that's and that's the thing about these celebrities. Like even celebrities that have what everyone thinks is good hair, they still wind up wearing wigs. Even I'll never forget this. Um, what's his name? In uh, Eric Bana, yeah, uh, great Australian actor. Um, he was in uh, the Ang Lee version of The Incredible Hulk, or I think it was just The Hulk, two thousand three. And I'll never forget. Some of the scenes where his hair, you know, he's got great hair in real life, but he's he's coming in and he's wearing a wig that looks like his hair, but it's still a wig. Yeah. And I never, I never forgot that. It's like, why the hell would they even bother? Like, I, I never understood that. I saw, him here, like at, I saw him here at, at the club that I go to here in my facility yeah. here, and he's a tall motherfucker. Yeah, he's a big guy. I was like, this guy's a giant. Yeah, he's all gray now. Anyway, go ahead. No, it's just it, it's just the the craziness that that this uh, this industry is, uh, or entertainment industry. Um, I remember talking to one one celebrity uh, who is quite close with Henry Cavill, like they were in stuff before, and this guy had a full head of hair, yet he was he was getting his hair filled in. I, w- I actually turned him down, but the doctor found out who he was. He's like, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of him. I'm like, uh, okay. But he said that even when this grows in, they'll still put fibers in my hair for, for television. Yeah. Scalp is bad. Scalp bad. Full stop. Yeah. Scalp bad. Scalp It doesn't matter how skin. thick your hair is. Scalp No one has their actual skin on television. You can't have a natural television. part without it being filled in with, with powder. It's yeah. just... I don't get it. I remember I went on, I when I was young and I, and I did my one of my first interviews and they're putting all the stuff in my face and I'm just like I felt I hated it I couldn't stand it. it was itchy to me 
And then I, yeah. I never did it again. I was like, fuck that. That's ridiculous. And then you see why. You're like, I never knew I had that spot. What is that? You know? <laughs> and everyone else just looks like glass. That's on standard definition television. Yeah, and everyone <laughs> looks like glass, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. Uh, yeah. So that was uh, American hair, American hair laws. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you're looking for doctors uh, to consider for your not just your hair restoration, but for taking those first baby steps, you know, finding out what your hair loss options are, maybe talking about medication, maybe talking about future plans that you know might be worth considering. Visit the IAHRS. International Alliance of Hair Restoration Surgeons. It's IAHRS.org. It is a safe place to start. So safe, in fact, that all of my members on Hair Transplant Mentor are required to be IAHRS members because it's a safe place to start. He's already done some of the work for me, so it makes my job easier, which is pretty damn tough as it is. Um, But yeah, it's a great resource, um, great website, great doctors. Uh, I, I like all of them. I just haven't vetted them all. But uh, IAHRS.org. Also, um, what's the other one? Oh, yeah, forums. Bald Truth Talk. Stay off the forums, but don't stay off the forums. You know know what we mean. But Bald Truth Talk, uh, it is heavily moderated because we don't like the bullshit. Um, No bullshit in, no bullshit out. And uh, it's... It is what it is. It's a forum. I can't. I can't say much more about that. Balltruthtalk.com. My own forums are ridiculous. And they history. suck, and I don't care and that I've owned one for many years. I've done it. I did it because I wanted to create a safer forum for people. Still, stay off the forums. Go ahead, Joe. What he said. Uh, my own website, HairTransplantMentor.com. It's got my personal journey from before I even had hair loss or thought I had had hair loss to just a few years ago when I had my tenth hair transplant. Uh, more photos than I think I'm more still more documented than any other patient on the planet as far as my experience, like what I've been through fighting my hair loss and the surgeries that I've had. I'm not really proud of that. It's just it is what it is. So it just means that there's a lot of stuff. There's also the most comprehensive online uh, dictionary, um, terms and definitions, however you want to call it, um, on the web about hair loss and hair restoration terms. I think I just said that. Yeah. Someone's trying to call me. They know I got a show. Anyway. Um, that happens to me all the time, yeah. And, of course, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or Stitcher Radio or any of those uh, resources, you can watch episodes of uh, Spencer Coburn's The Ball Truth with me, Joe Tillman, right here on my YouTube channel. That is youtube.com slash hair transplant mentor. Also, the UK show, the UK version of The Bald Truth with Spencer Coburn and Spencer Specs Stevenson. Uh, when is that now? You guys change your days? Uh, no, but we just have not, we have not gone live in a couple of days. It's Fridays, same day. The show drops every Friday. And I got to tell you, surprisingly, I knew we'd do okay, but I guess it's because we're connected to Ape the Gentleman. I think that's a really good move, actually, and I may do that more um, maybe here in the States. The yeah. traffic is unbelievable. But, the downloads are fucking insane. UK people love the bald truth. I want to thank you for that. And those and those episodes, those uh, to watch it, you can only watch it on apetogentleman.com, and it's exclusive. So if you want to watch the UK content, go to apetogentleman.com. Check them out. That's it. And That's it. this guy keeps asking me, Rob, about Dr. Umar. What, what do you want me to say? 
Guy's been doing shirt hair transplants forever. He has a great voice. He does have a great Dr. voice. Umar. I have a great voice. I can he does have a great voice. To. Look, I, I am not into Dr. recommending Umar. doctors. You know, people kind of think that I'm in that business sometimes. We have an organization. That's it. International Alliance of Hair Restoration Surgeons. Uh, I believe it, like Joe said, it's a safe place to start to do your due diligence. But there are doctors who are outside of that, uh, who are not part of the organization, uh, who ha- have really good reputations as well. It's just the way that it is. I hate just giving recommendations because then it's just like, all right, I give this recommendation, someone gets fucked up. I don't like to do that, man. I've never done that. And neither do I. So there you go. Like I told the guy today. Well said. I don't sell products and I don't sell surgery. This guy's like, this one guy, this guy's like, so, I mean, could, would you do, you know, would you go on camera, you know, to talk about the product, you, you know, work out, a, a, you know, some sort of an affiliate situation? I'm like, no. No. That's not what we do. There you go, Joe. What we do. Until next time, thank you guys for listening. Be strong. God bless. And again, I'll repeat myself. Thank you guys for listening. Take care. Thank you very much. I'm sorry for any inconvenience you may have been put to prior to the program. And I'm glad you enjoyed it. And if you could now leave by the exits at the rear, that would be splendid. Thank you. Good night. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Ball of Truth. You know, the broadcast streams live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and 10 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. If you'd like to watch the show or see us in studio, call us live, ask any questions. If you have any concerns, if you just want to vent, you can check us out on Joe Tillman's YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash hair transplant mentor. Or you can watch and listen to us live on theballtruth.com. 